So it's hard to believe, but we are coming very close to the end of the church year, and in just two weeks, Advent begins. And it's at this time of the year that our scripture readings turn to what I might like to call Scary Jesus. And we have an interesting case today of the juxtaposition of two images of what is to come. The first from Isaiah, this beautiful passage about peace coming at last where people are long-lived, and even the animals of the earth come and rest quietly together. Is the beautiful image of the lion eating straw like an ox, and the wolf and the lamb lying down peacefully together. And then there's Jesus. The temple is going to be torn apart, there are going to be wars, there are going to be persecutions, people are going to die. You're going to be betrayed. Thanks, Jesus. I needed that. How about you? What connects these two readings is that their focus is on the holy mountain, the temple, the rootstock of what's now called Second Temple Judaism. And Isaiah stands at one end at the beginning of that process and Jesus stands very much at the other end. And at the beginning of today's reading, you had this, in the gospel, you had this sense that Jesus is hearing from people how beautiful the temple is. It's as though Isaiah's dream has been realized, surely. Surely this is it. And you can almost see Jesus shaking his head. Look around you. The Romans are occupying people are having hard times. This is not the kingdom that Isaiah promised. Yesterday, a small group of us from the congregations in Marin gathered at our last deanery meeting up at St. Francis, Novato. And Paul Gaffney was coming to speak to us. And um, as clerics sometimes do, we said, well, um, how much time would you like to speak, Paul? And Paul said, hmm, five to ten minutes. Hmm. Forty-five minutes into the meeting, we were still in deep conversation with him. Paul is the interfaith chaplain on the streets in Marin County. He's done that for seven years, working with the homeless and the wayward and the indigent and the forgotten, the people who are invisible to so many of us. And Paul spoke about the power of that ministry and also what he often feels, which is complete impotence in that he cannot help most of the people he works with. Occasionally he can hook people up with the right services, but most of the time he is just there to be with them, to pray with them to get to know them, to rehumanize them. It's easy for him to look at his ministry as something that he brings to those who are in need. And oftentimes we look at our ministries that way. And he rails against the systems of injustice 
that often leave people out in the cold. And how often we can fall into the trap that Paul leads us into in today's reading from 2 Thessalonians. If you don't work, you don't eat. Now, is that not the foundation of the Protestant work ethic in this country? I grew up with that. It doesn't get much clearer than that. I remember my grandmother quoting it. But that's not enough to explain homelessness, is it? Or the unemployed, or people who are struggling to make ends meet even while working two or three jobs. St. John's Ross recently has undertaken the Herculean task of trying to get a permit to host a winter homeless shelter. Some of you will know, and the rest of you can probably imagine how that flew in Ross. But then, would it fly any better here in Mill Valley? So now St. John's and their leadership, courageous as they are, are wrestling with a whisper campaign and misinformation and a lot of politics going on in the town. The whole place seems to be coming part at the seams around the issue of a winter shelter. And so they're postponing the permit process and trying to get more information out about what this will look like. The fact that they're having a conversation is amazing. But it's outrageous to Paul Gaffney, who works with the homeless day in and day out, to listen to the litany of excuses why St. John's cannot host a winter shelter. Some of them have to do with ADA requirements. And he says, you know, what about this woman who's living on the hill over there? If the hill is too steep for her, who does she sue because it's not ADA compliant? What about this person who sleeps on a bench in a park because she has nowhere else to go and gets woken up early in the morning by police, told to move along, and is frightened? We have a litany of excuses, says not to do this. And so a couple weeks ago, in one of his more righteously indignant moments, he was a conversation with some homeless people. They gather once a week for coffee at San Rafael. And he started on his rant about how outrageous this was and how the temples of affluence in Ross and elsewhere in Marin County just will not be shaken down enough for people to see what they don't want to see. Jesus says in today's Gospel, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. It's the deep threat that we all feel when we face the reality of our lives, the risks. It's true not only for Ross, it's true for Mill Valley, it's true for us here as a parish. This beautiful structure which we so lovingly take care of, could be gone tomorrow because of an earthquake or, heaven forbid, a fire. We live in vulnerable and fragile lives. Jesus is not just talking about the temple in Jerusalem. He's talking about all of the temples that we build for ourselves, the way we think things should be, 
and how closely we cling to them and think that they're God's intention for us. But this is not how the vision of Isaiah unfolds in human lives. God's kingdom comes to us not as a grand vision, which we've all signed on to, but through odd fits and starts, through the inbreaking of surprises when our lives are overturned and turned upside down. Any of you who've fallen in love know that. Any of you who've had children know that. Any of you who've experienced the shock of losing work, or losing a home, or having to move, the death of a loved one, know that the world is constantly breaking down our temples. Not one stone is left upon another stone. And that is how God's kingdom comes to us. So Paul was expressing his righteous indignation over the fact that St. John's Ross could not get this permit. And one of the homeless guys at coffee with him said, Paul, he said, when was the last time you invited a homeless person into your home to stay with you? Stop Paul dead in his tracks. Stop any of us, right? good liberal folk that we might be, or conservative, or down the middle. Paul's notion of the way things should be, his temple, was suddenly thrown down. Because he could go through that whole litany of reasons why he couldn't host somebody. Boundaries, lease agreements, family, space needs. What if 15 people show up at my door? The list goes on and on, and that makes him no different from some of the citizens of Ross who are so resistant to hosting a winter shelter in their midst. But the temple is still being thrown down. Because there are conversations now happening in Ross and in wider Marin that couldn't have happened even a year ago. And St. John's has become a catalyst for that by simply raising the question. People are now scratching their heads and wondering, how can we help? How can we bring life to those from whom everything seems to have been taken away? And that is the vision that Isaiah holds up. And it's not somebody planned it. It's not a carefully built edifice it is the Spirit of God breaking in, breaking people open for the good news of the gospel. As we come to the end of the church year, we are each asked to step outside of our own temples and recognize that they are going to be taken apart sooner or later by the world, by our God, by life itself. And it is only through that process that we will be open to greater life. Greater life that is more than we can ask for or possibly imagine.
This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.